It's 930 in 716. This will probably be the hardest phone call I have ever taken in my life. And with that, Sandy Beach took an unexpected phone call on the day he was discussing restoring faith in the Catholic Church. They say there's no politics in the Church. There are extreme politics in the Church. We are dismayed, we are angered, we're heartbroken over what has happened. She is in the pocket of the bishop because the things that she said came right from the bishop's office and right from the school department in the Diocese of Buffalo. A surprising twist on the day of a symposium to be held on restoring faith in the Catholic Church. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 in 716. This, of course, all coming as the Catholic Church navigates its way through a sea of allegations of sexual abuse on the part of a lengthy list of priests, locally, nationally, globally even. Sandy was taking calls on the subject of restoring faith this morning when... This will probably be the hardest phone call I have ever taken in my life. Father Art Smith, one of the priests suspended and accused of sexual abuse, called in to Sandy's show. Because the man on it uh, is Father Art Smith, who has been a dear friend of mine for 40 years. Uh, Father Art, thank you for calling. Uh, uh, I hope we can get through this one all right, but it's good to talk to you. Thank you, Sandy. I feel exactly the same. Uh, where where are you now? What's uh, what what is going on? I uh, what is your status? And do you have a status in the church? No, no, I don't. I was asked to leave my residence by our bishop a month and a half ago, and I've had no place to live yet. But I think one is coming up like very very soon. I'm hoping this week actually. So I'm very happy about that. But there's, can I just make a few points, and and you can take it wherever you want to. Sure, absolutely. I, I was hoping you would give us an update of, as to what's going on around you. Go ahead. Okay, here's the first thing. Pope Francis, stopping the bishops from making decisions in the United States, for me, was one of the wisest things the head of the Church could possibly do. And I say this because I worked with the bishops for four years in Washington, D.C., And doing television programming, I found out firsthand how our bishops operate. They say there's no politics in the Church. There are extreme politics in the Church. People are what we call climbers. They want to become the top, the top-notch person. They want to be the best person in the Church. And sometimes to get there, you've got to step on other people to the point of crushing them to get there. And I've seen that happen. And so when I hear that Pope Francis says, guys, hold off. We've got a meeting coming up in February. I don't want just the United States wagging in the tail, so to speak. I want the Church to come together and to look at this whole problem, which is international. It's not just local. It's international. And it's got to be addressed by people who are wise people who are faithful, people who are loving. And by the way, I commend your last three callers. Those people seem to speak with the kind of wisdom, love one another as I have loved you. That's what the kind of person I want to be. That's the kind of person I want to see the Church be, all the people in the Church. What is uh, what is the process, Father Art, uh, when something like this uh, comes up? 
Uh, is there a, an investigation by the church? Do they call you in and review it uh, and uh, say your status has changed? Uh, how does that process work? Well, I'll tell you exactly what happens. The bishop puts me on leave, and he says, uh, you have to be investigated, which I was, and I felt that I was being coerced during my investigation to say things that the bishop wanted to hear. And so I said, I will not say that. This is not true. I will not do that. The next step is this. If you don't pass the diocesan review board, then it goes to Rome. My case has gone to Rome. And it's a 65-page brief of defense of me. And I'm hoping and praying that Pope Francis will have some of his best experts look at it and say, why has this been done to me? Why? Why? Anyway, that, that's what happens. Now, the, the, the people in Rome, they look at it. They send a report back to the bishop. When the report comes back to the bishop, the bishop says, well, maybe there's some truth to this, maybe not. Let's move on. Let's move forward. Basically, it's that. By the way, the people who investigate are the people who are in the bishop's pocket. I have to say that. And also, one of the women was going to speak tonight at Canisius. I could tell from hearing her earlier, Dr. Nielsen, she is in the pocket of the bishop because the things that she said came right from the bishop's office and right from the school department to the Diocese of Buffalo. And I know because I've experienced it firsthand. Let me ask you a question. It's a, it's a tough question for me to ask, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't. The last time I saw you, we spent about three hours together uh, at a funereal uh, breakfast, and we had a wonderful dialogue for three uh, hours. Later in the mail, you sent me uh, some pictures of Rome and uh, uh, some pictures of the Pope uh, and a very nice handwritten note. Which is the real Father Art Smith, uh, the one that we've heard about in the newspaper or the guy that I spent hours with and was totally captivated by? Which is the real you? Sandy, I am the real me. You know me as I am. You've heard me. You've listened to me in many different scenarios. I'm a normal, ordinary human being who's a priest, who's given my whole life to the Church, 47 years of it, and I have been hurt deeply and tremendously by things that have been wrongly said about me. And I know that with God's help and my mom's and the Lady of Guadalupe, I will prevail. Well, I will uh, pray for you. It's a strange situation. Usually you're praying for me. I thank you for calling and uh, uh, I, I wish you all the best and all the strength you can muster. Thank you so much, Sandy. I hope to see you one of these days real soon. What we want to do is rebuild trust from the bottom up. That is the subject of a two-hour symposium at Canisius College, the movement to restore trust putting the symposium together. Dr. Nancy Nielsen, who Father Smith referenced in his call to Sandy Beach, is part of the organizing group and spoke this morning with Susan Rose and Brian Mazurowski. We are dismayed, we are angered, we're heartbroken over what has happened, but we can't be paralyzed by those emotions. What we have to do is involve the people who sit in the pews, the power and the goodness of the people that believe in this church 
and want to help rebuild trust. We want to bring them together. We want to learn from other places what has worked, and we want to try from the bottom up to rebuild trust in our diocese. Who are you expecting to hear from tonight? Is this kind of uh, open to anyone who wants to speak there? Are there certain speakers who will uh, kind of have the floor for the most of it? What What are you expecting? This This is, uh, it, it is open to everyone to attend. The program is going to be keynoted by four speakers. Uh, one who who was a, was a victim at one point. And what we're hoping to do is to make sure that we talk about survivors, not just victims. So he will be a speaker. Uh, Sister Margaret Carney, the former president of uh, Bonaventure, will be a speaker, very experienced. Uh, The priest, the Jesuit priest, who is editor of America, uh, who has a lot of experience in this area. And then Kerry Robinson, who heads the Leadership Roundtable, which has served to consult with troubled dioceses and parishes in the country uh, will help us and has helped us in trying to organize this effort. The nine of us are just the people who tried to get it started. Uh, we intend not to be the, the, the driving force. It will, be, it will be the people in the pews. And I know tonight this, this panel will be moderated by Canisius College President John Hurley. But Nancy, this group is still outside the church. How receptive is the church to reforms that are being talked about? I think the Church is suffering so badly, at least in our diocese, that to ignore a a movement where people come together with goodwill, trying to make things better, uh, would be a big mistake. We are not part of of the diocese. We're deliberately not part of the diocese, because we want to be independent enough to learn what has happened other places and what's worked. So this is about finding solutions and seeing what has, what has worked successfully in other places and developing concrete ideas to rebuild trust. This is not going to be a one-and-done tonight. What will happen is there will be a follow-up uh, area on the, the 8th of uh, December where people will break into work groups, and, and we invite anybody to, to join those, the ones that most interest them, and, and they'll learn more about that tonight. You know, since we last talked to you, we have heard the bishop uh, be a little bit more forthcoming, uh, giving interviews, answering some different questions. Uh, do you think that helps uh, the situation? I know you're focused right now on from the bottom up, but having a hearing from the top uh, of the diocese locally, does that help? I think we will see. I think at this point, the church writ large has lost faith in, in its leadership in many areas of the country, and uh, we will see. Nancy, when the bishops met recently in Baltimore, I don't think we've spoken to you since that point, they did not take action on clergy abuse at the request of the Vatican. Were you disappointed in that? Oh, my goodness. Uh, disappointment, disappointment doesn't even come close. The rug got uh, pulled out from under them. Um, that that was a very big disappointment. I hope that what it means is that the church, the universal church, is trying to implement something that will engage in a, in a responsible, open, and transparent way um, bishops. And what, what happens when a bishop or a cardinal 
is uh, is accused. We don't really have a good mechanism for that now. And I, I would like to believe that that's what they wanted. But did it have the effect of letting the air out of the balloon? Oh, yes. And it created a great deal of anger. Might part of the message today be, um, you know, why do we have to wait? Why do we have to wait for the Vatican or uh, a cardinal or a bishop to uh, do something or say, um, you know, some sort of uh, law is put down, rules to follow before we take action? Uh, Might that be part of the message? I think there's no question that that's part of our our message. Uh, What what we can't do is we can't make changes that some people want. I mean, for example, we can't say we need women priests and we're going to make that happen. We do not have the ability to make that happen as lay people. But we have lots of abilities from from the time of Vatican II that called all of the laity to to be part of of this vibrant church that that takes care of the vulnerable and calls all of us to to a better life. Um, we can do lots short of some of those major structural changes that I know some people want. Hear the symposium in its entirety on WBEN and WBEN.com, 7 o'clock on Wednesday night, and of course on demand at WBEN.com immediately following. That's 9.30 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.